Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, people across the world, people down in Australia, people all over the place, maybe France, who knows, wherever you're listening to us, this is the Paranormal Pulse Podcast. I'm Lance Phillip, as always, with my co-host, Chris Bruno. What's going on? Nothing much. <laughs> uh, you do, you weren't like big announcery voice, but you, you still make me giggle. I, I, Still make me giggle. Hey, it's what I do. Children of all ages. I want to play like carnival music behind you. Maybe we should, you know, get a little uh, organ grinder <laughs> with a monkey and the music going. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Just throw that in the background. I always wanted a pet monkey, but they're really, they're really dirty, filthy animals. Monkey. You know, we used to, years ago, when it was still legal to sell monkeys, they used to have them at the pet shops. And um, I remember my grandfather used to run a pet shop and we, I'd go there and this monkey would just pick up poo and fling it. It was disgusting. Well, that's what they do. But he was so cute. He was like, you know, oh, look, you can hold him. He's cute. And then he'd throw poo at you and you'd just be like, no, forget it. <laughs> He's so cute with his poo in his hand. Exactly. Amongst, <laughs> am, amongst other things that they do that's just really rude. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, right in front of your your kids and yeah. your mom. Ugh. What is the yeah. monkey doing, mommy? All right, Keep all right. Walking. Let's, yeah, let's, get, let's get away from that <laughs> subject. Oh, come on! There's so much material. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm here in my office, and something I just looked over to my right, and you know, I'm easily distracted by by shiny objects. But in this Small case, shiny objects. Yeah. Well, in this case, it's the calendar on my wall that I realized I hadn't flipped over since June. <laughs> That's it. Reads to June 2013. I have, I, I have a very accurate and, and somewhat new calendar, and it's sitting closed on my dresser because I don't have a, a nail in the wall for it yet. There you go. And I've only lived here, you know, going on three years. It's all right. You should know. probably hang it up at some point. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. So what I want to discuss and, um, and, and share with the masses. Masses. Was, <laughs> masses, not asses. Right. Masses. Masses about the para-unity convention that we've got going on that we're going to be part of. And we're both really excited about it. It's only, what, a month and a week away, something yeah, like absolutely. that? absolutely. Absolutely. And um, May May 31st. Yep. Patterson. Para-unity. Yep. Patterson. Patterson. New Jersey. New Jersey, that's right. At the Art Not Factory. A, a, in a really, really cool building. Oh, absolutely. The Art, the art Factory. Awesome place. Looks so cool. I can't wait to go. Um, we would love for all of you, all of you, every single last one of you, to come out and say hello to us. Absolutely. Now, you know, it's being run by uh, the NJ, uh, NJ Paranormal, John Ruggiero's group, and they're, they're uh, running this event, and it's a great event. It's, oh, really, yeah. it's really nice to have a, um, an event where groups are going to be there. It's not going to be a competition. It's going to be about para unity, and it's just going to be a good time. There's going to be some para celebs there, and and you know we're going to be doing a show from there, which is going to be really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just going to be great because we don't we never really have a local show here. Um, well, we're always local to each other, but <laughs> no, what I mean, no, absolutely, no. What I mean is we don't have an event that's very that's right in our backyard, so to speak. No, you know. No. Like, well, you know, as we're going to talk about in another segment in the show, you know, I was at an event last weekend in, in Gettysburg, PA, you know, so I got to drive four hours. Um, to go somewhere, yeah. There's another one. Where's the next one? Lake George? Yeah, Lake George. Again. So that's going to be another three-hour drive. So yeah, this, you know, not this, around the corner. So this is exciting. Yeah, it really is, you know, and, and we have so many teams in the area, you know, and, and including, 
you know, the Ghost Hunters store, you know, mm-hmm. uh, those those fine folks, Marty and, and Dave. Um, <laughs> the fine folks of Ghost Hunter store. No, I mean, they're great people. Marty's great. I was yes. talking to her just, you know, last weekend. It'd be, you know, they're going to be there. And it's great because, again, it's it's in their home in their home state. You know, it's it's our home state. And, um, you know. Oh, our friend Jen Wood, who uh, you interviewed the other week. Uh, she's going to be there as well. Right. And she's going to have her table set up with, you know, with her. um with her jewelry and and she's going to be doing her readings there. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. I mean, I can't wait. Yeah, It's not just paranormal uh, teams. It's, it's all, all sorts of people. Parunity. It's about paranormal everyone. Right. And there are going to be artists there who are going to be uh, featured selling their paintings and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And there's all, there's, it's not just, I mean, it's mainly a paranormal uh, festival uh, event, but, there's going to be a lot of other vendors there, so it's going to be it's going to be a good time. And what's great about it is John has kept the cost only to ten bucks a ticket, so you know that's nothing that, compared to other other conventions. Oh, absolutely! Are you kidding? Ten dollars? Come on! I mean, the Gettysburg event was fifty dollars a ticket, Ahead, right? Right, for, fifty dollars, right per day. The Lake George one is forty bucks. So I mean, this is a bargain. I mean, it yeah. really is. It's yeah. a bargain, you know, and, and and to get the same quality group of people together. Yeah. And again, you're talking about it. it's per unity. Mm-hmm. It's about us all kind of hanging out together, getting to know each other, sharing information, not competing with each other, not telling each other. Oh, well, did you see that one's T-shirt? Oh, my God. It was horrible. Well, I mean, it, no, it's not about that. Besides, how many black T-shirts can you? I was going to say it's going to be a gathering, a large gathering of black T-shirts. That's all I know. I'm not wearing black. I'll I'll just say that. I'll probably stand out a lot because I won't be wearing black. <laughs> I will. You know. Of course you will. I'll, That's all right. Listen, Come I'll, find I'll, us. We're going to have EKG, the our East Coast Ghost Paranormal Investigative Team banner, along with the Paranormal Pulse podcast banner. You won't be able to miss us. Right. And remember, I'll wear a color other than black when they invent something darker than black. Yeah, well, that's that's a little difficult. Yeah, well, see, that's why I wear black. Seeing as black is not really a color. <laughs> that's right. It's true. It's an absence. It's an absence of light. But <laughs> you know, most people, you know, what? Really, let's talk about the science behind that. Being an art major, and that's what I graduated college with. Um, mm-hmm. Most people don't realize black is not a color, like you said. What it is, it's yep. it's it's absence of light in a complete vacuum. That's the only way you can have true black. Yeah. Everything we see that we call black is actually a shade of gray. And you know what's interesting, too, and without going into too much of a uh, thing about color and art, it's interesting, too, about the different types of color under the different types of light. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and the computer color versus the, you know, the naked eye type color versus fluorescent lighting color. Yep. It's 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 amazing how much it really does change. That's why they tell you to take that little can of paint home, put a little swatch on your wall, and watch the wall all day and all night to see if you like the color. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, and that, and that's the truth. I mean, you know, having worked in home improvement for all these years, people right. people will buy kitchen countertops, and and you know, we'll tell them all the time, get samples, take them home because it's going to look much different under your lighting than they do under you know, the lighting in, in a big box store or that sort of thing, you know? Yeah, so. you've got bright, bright fluorescent lights. Your house isn't lit up like that unless, you know, you're kind of odd. Well, my office is, but that's besides the point. Well, I mean, fluorescent's one thing. It's, it, compact fluorescent, that's all right. I have here. But yeah, no, exactly. you still have windows with natural light coming in. You still, <laughs> anyway, tangent. Yeah, well, it's a tangent. There's no Let's natu- move on. There's, no black. There's no natural black light coming color. into my office. Jen gets mad at me all the time, you know. 
But that's because yeah. I actually because I use my office too as a theater room, so I had the projector and I shine it on the screen. And when I, when I have the projector on, I love it to be totally black, just like you're in a movie theater. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, we're we're kind of going off topic, I guess. Harry yeah. Unity. Yep, we're gonna be there. Come out. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So. We'll post more in the future on our Facebook page. That's Paranormal Pulse Podcast on on Facebook. If you haven't liked our page yet and you're listening because a friend referred you, go to Facebook, like the page. It's really uh, cool because it gives us a chance to interact with you guys and, you know, take your questions, show you what we're seeing, um, sharing pictures from our escapades and, uh, you know, I sharing change. all the jokes that are on Facebook, too. So it's fun. Paranormal Pulse podcast, Facebook. Um, you also can see all the ways that you can listen to us right on our homepage at uh, Facebook. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Roku. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Now, I know people are getting excited about Roku and Stitcher. They're getting very popular. Don't forget to add our channel, to add our show to your list. So you can listen. We're on every other week. You can listen to the archives, whatever you want to do. But iTunes, Roku, Stitcher, Podbean. That's our homepage where you can find even more information about the stuff that we talk about. Um, and Blueberry, that's another option that you have. What is this last one, this weird little picture that's on the very end? That is actually, what that is, is that is the iTunes channel on Roku. So oh. if you have an iTunes account, you can actually add that channel to your Roku. Uh, it's a private channel, so you have to get the code, but you can add that to your Roku and you can actually listen to all your iTunes stuff on Roku, which that's a really cool option. I use that a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times, like, I'll, I'll just be doing whatever. And, you know, rather than kill my, the battery on my phone, I'll just put it on my TV, you know? So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and what it does, it, it'll bring up the graphics for the show as well. And, you know, it'll give you the description, just like you were on, you know, on your uh, tablet or on your phone. But it's on your Roku, mm -hmm. so it's great. Yeah, so. that's really cool. So you have all these options to listen to us, to follow us to see all of the um, extra material, the bonus footage, if you will, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that and, goes you know, along with the podcast. Yeah, and absolutely. You know, and, and a lot of times we link stuff to the show on our Facebook or on our Podbean page. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes there'll be pictures or, or articles that'll accompany stuff we talk about, and I'll put it up on there. So it's a good resource. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun, too. I love our Facebook page. If you're not on Facebook a lot, you should at least uh, sign up or log in and, and like our page because it's a lot of fun. We have all kinds of fun little pictures there, too. I love finding creepy old pictures and posting them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like the boogeyman one. Yeah. Love finding that stuff because you know what? We, as, as rough and, and tumble as our society is today... The old stuff, when they had to, um, they didn't have all the CG and everything, their old stuff that they created, like old Halloween costumes. Creepy. That, totally creepy. Like, ten times more creepy than the crap that they come out with, with all kinds of gore and stuff dripping. You know, like, the old stuff is really creepy. So, I like finding them and sharing them. Absolutely. The old Victorian pictures, they're fun. Yep. Anyway, Facebook, uh, yep. online, Paranormal Pulse Podcast, do it. Yep, and on that note, we'll take a little break. When, okay. when we come back, we're going to talk about the Paracon I just attended in Gettysburg. Woot. All right. <laughs> Stay, hang out, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Paranormal Pulse podcast. I'm Chris Bruno. That's Lance Phillip over there. We're hanging out together talking about uh, Lance's trip to Gettysburg. Now, obviously a favorite spot for you and the wife um, and East Coast Ghost in general. But um, this time you had a purpose aside from ghost hunting in Gettysburg. It was called Phenomicon. It happened at the Eisenhower Hotel. When was that? Last weekend? The 12th? It was April uh, April 12th, correct. April 12th, okay. So there's lots of pictures up on East Coast Ghost. We've got a link to it from the, our Facebook page on the Paranormal Pulse podcast. Go look at the pictures. You can follow along while Lance talks about it. There's some really good pictures here. I can see you've got all kinds of pictures on the panel, interview panels and, and people that you got to meet and hang out with again. Because um, I know that you've met quite a few of these guys already. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So first off... You just went for the one day, is that correct? Yeah, what I found was, having attended these things before, um, mm-hmm. I kind of like to look at the the itinerary and see what lectures are happening on what day. Because what I find is, the first time we did it, we went for all four days. And it got to be too much, and we were attending so many lectures, and some of them, honestly... It was just to occupy time, and some of them were really good. Some were really not so good. So what we did is we figured out which one, which day had the most lectures that we wanted to see. And this year, that was Saturday. Um, and and that was the day we, we went. Um, also, too, it becomes very expensive, you know, to buy a a pass. You know, a one-day ticket's 50 bucks. It's manageable. To sit there, though, and, and put out 150 bucks for, you know, a four-day pass and... You know, and then if you want to do one of the ghost hunts, that's another fee on top of that. And if you want, and to that's two- got n- not even to do with any of your actual like sleeping somewhere, right? Your, exactly. your, your accommodations. And then, yeah, and then it, you know, and then they like the the chip uh, chip chip coffee had his gallery reading, and that was another sixty dollar ticket, and so it right. can become really expensive. And the last time we did that, we we did all of that, and. You know, this time it was more I wanted – there were some people I wanted to meet that I hadn't met before. There were some people that I made friends with the last few uh, events that I wanted to talk to again, um, you know. And yeah. it, it was a great time. I tell you, I, the one day was perfect too because what happened was we got down – we got to Gettysburg on Friday and we did a ghost tour on Friday night. And – I, the one thing I always miss every time I go to Gettysburg is is the ghost tours because I like ghost tours even though they're not investigating and they're more stories but you learn a lot of history and you you get to learn a lot about a place just through the history that they give you on the ghost tour and, and what I like about you know Gettysburg is that a lot the ghost tour we were on the guy was a historian um, a big historian so he taught us a lot of history that I didn't even know and it was great I mean. Even if if there had been nothing paranormal about that tour he took us on, I would have mm-hmm. learned a ton of history, which I love to begin with. So, but <laughs> it was really interesting because let's start with that. Um, okay, we went on this ghost tour, and there was obviously there were people who were in town for this convention, but were also doing the ghost tour with us. So, we met a gentleman named Christopher. He is um, from a team called. EVP, which is Electronic Voice Paranormal. Great name for a team, by the way. And um, he was on the tour, and, and he was talking about how he is psychic. He's the team psychic. And you know me. I'm not a big believer in the psychic stuff. 
I'm not right. saying it's not true, but we've, he, we've, we've come across so many people who claim to be psychics at this point. It's like, that, yeah. yeah, that's I the mean, thing. When you find a legit one, that's when you make friends because the rest of them, it's a bunch of hooey. I, I'm not I'm with you. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I do believe in that kind of sensitivity. You know, all of us have that kind of capacity but there are some scams some frauds out there man you know you hear somebody like i'm a psychic yeah sure right so (laughs) prove it well and 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 you know what this kid in my eyes he proved it we were we were walking and we were people there's an there's an old home called the rup house that was around in the civil war it was between the jenny wade house that we all know from all the paranormal shows and mm-hmm. the Farnsworth house, which is where the sniper that is believed to have shot Jenny Wade shot from. And this house kind of laid right in the middle. And Mr. Rupp and his family hid in the basement throughout the three days of battle. And when he came up, um, he found seven dead Confederate soldiers in between his yard and in the Farnsworth house. And he buried them right in his yard. Oh, wow. And on the other side of his house, he found, I think it was five, I could be wrong, it was either three or five uh, uh, Union soldiers. And instead of burying them, what he did was he positioned them in a sitting position and basically put their fa- their faces into smiling positions and left them sitting up against the fence. Believe it or not, that original fence is still in the area right there. So, oh, wow. Yes. Now, when we were, we, we were walking towards the Rub House, now mind you, the tour guide hadn't told us anything about the history or the haunting in that place. Well, this gentleman, Christopher, he looks up and, and he says, he says, now we had a, we had a mother daughter on the tour. The daughter was probably 16, 17 years old. Her mother mm-hmm. looked just like her. I thought it was actually her sister. I didn't realize it was her mom at first. That's nice of you. Um, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> um, and he, he turns around and he said to the people in that he was with, he said, there's a spirit of a little girl walking next to that girl. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. We've, I mean, you know, we've been around it before. People sit there and say, oh, your spirit guide's behind you, this, that, the other thing. And you don't know what to believe. You can't. Well, we walk up, and a tour guide is telling us all about the history of the house. And then basically t- comes out and tells us that in this area here, there is a haunting, and it's of a little girl and her mother. You can usually see them in the window, but she's also been known to walk the area right next to the rub house. Sure enough, hmm. that's where this, this kid Christopher said he saw the girl. He never heard the story before because he, he was from Tennessee, I believe. Um, well, that's what I'm trying to remember. He was from down south. He hadn't been to Pennsylvania before. So he never okay. heard that story. Well, lo and behold, they took a series of photos. And in the photo, right next to the little girl, and I'll post this. I will post this on our page. Um, yeah, please do. There, there was a mist that appeared right next to her in the picture. Wow. Now, he basically said that the, little, the, that the spirit of the little girl left. They took more photos. The mist was gone. Now, and he was, now, it, it's kind of like, okay, this is where you say, all right, I might buy that you're a psychic because you have actual hard evidence well, and the thing is, show, you know, kind of backing it up. And we, we all know when it comes to photographs, there could be a lot of things. But I've had some people look at it and they're like, well, we can't really put our finger on what would cause that. Because right. it, was, it, wasn't a, it wasn't an orb. It wasn't anything like that. This was, looked like a mist. And it was, it was warm enough that no one could see their breath that night. We, we checked. You know, I tried to debunk that and oh, yeah. whatnot. So it was kind of cool. I mean, I mean, I can't <laughs> say for sure it was the spirit of the little girl. And, and, you know, and I can't say for sure the validity of, of uh, 
of the gentleman Christopher, but he was he was a nice guy. I mean, I talked to him and and I did I I do believe he believed a hundred percent of what he was saying was true. He wasn't you know trying to scam anything, and it was there would be no reason for him to either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so what happened was I didn't get the picture that night. I ran into him the next day at the convention, and I asked him, "Can you uh, give me that photo?" And he said, "Yeah, no problem." And we got the permission from you know from the mother the night before to you know use the picture. So that's kind of cool. So I will put that up. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, again. It's, it's really interesting. And I'm sure everybody listening would love to see what you're talking about. So um, uh, it's probably already up on the page, actually, because, you know, Lance has that radio magic type thing going on. So go take a look right now. Facebook page, Paranormal Pulse podcast. The mist is there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so that was that was the first night. And then, you know, we, we kind of relaxed. We hung out at the hotel. We, you know, we we walked through the town as always. Um, we had a great dinner. Um, at one of the local restaurants there, um, mm-hmm. it was it was just a great time as always. You know, that was the first night, so we didn't we didn't do the convention, but we did the ghost tour, and I I learned a lot about on that ghost tour, a lot of the history, and actually, the historian who he he also, he's also into the paranormal, and he wasn't when he started giving that ghost tour, he wasn't into the paranormal at all, and he had his own experiences on that tour, which has brought him into studying the paranormal now, which is actually kind of cool. You know, when, yeah. he first, when he first got hired for that tour, he was telling us he didn't believe in the paranormal, so to speak. And his experiences on that tour led him to becoming an investigator. So that's, huh. I, yeah, I, I dug that. And um, we talked, like, even after the tour was over, I sat and I, me and my wife, we sat and we spoke to him for probably about another half hour. And he gave us some clues as to some other locations around town that maybe aren't as well known that we could go to and investigate, you know, in public without anybody bothering us. So that was kind of cool. I got some a list of that stuff. We had gotten a question on Facebook about uh, that trip. Yes. Hang on one second. I'll tell you exactly who it's from and what the question is. Dum, dum, dum. Okay. So Dan Newton, one of our listeners, thank you, Dan, for the question, asked, Lance, did you hit Saks Bridge? I go to Gettysburg every year, and I assume he goes that way. So did you? Well, this time we didn't. We had, and what, explain to me, Saks right. Bridge. Is there what? What's the history behind well, it? Well, okay, Saks Covered Bridge. A lot of people refer to it as Saks Covered Bridge, but the locals will actually call it Marsh Creek. Okay, because um, Marsh Creek is the is the body of water that runs under Saks uh, Covered Bridge. It has been a well known spot for paranormal investigators to the point where it's really difficult to investigate there unless you stay up. Very late at night because when you go there, from like no, from like no, you can't you can't drive over it. It's like you have to park on either one side or the other. But there are so many people out there investigating this bridge every night that one. The last time we went there, um, or I should say, the first time we went there, there were so many people. Me and Jen actually stood there till about three in the morning until everybody left to investigate. Wow! And we investigated from like no, it was I'm sorry, it was about two in the morning to about four in the morning. It's still and, you still have to go like stupid early in the morning. Yeah, to because because here's get the, some time. Here's the thing: there's there's legends on the bridge that if you light up a cigarette, that the spirit will come over and smoke it in front of you. So there are people lighting up cigarettes on this bridge constantly. Um, yeah, I know. There are That's people. There are people doing <laughs> EVP sessions, but you know you've got literally fifty people on this bridge doing. EVP sessions you, back and forth. How do you do an EVP session with that many people around? Right, and the legend is, and the legend is that there was a girl who um, died on that bridge. Well, 
talking to the historian that we met, he is he said he has investigated it. There is no public record anywhere of a girl dying on that bridge. But okay. yet, but yet, this is what's weird. And this is what we'll talk. This this will actually lead us to another segment later. But this goes back to can people in their belief of something actually cause it to manifest through their own energy and projection? Hmm. Because yeah, there are people we've talked about that. Before. Because there are people who have taken pictures of this little girl who technically no, there's no record of dying. That doesn't mean that also too. Let's face it. Record keeping wasn't like it is today. Maybe no. a girl did die, and there's just no record of it. That's a possibility yeah. as well, because that's what is the legend. But there's no record of it, you know. And there's always the chance that, and I know this is a little speculative, but it's true. Back back in the day, if the person who passed or what have you was was kind of shunned, they didn't keep record of that. If they didn't like you, you're an undesirable. They were like, ah, better off without them. Right. They wouldn't even register that something happened. Now. The other thing is that what a lot of people go directly to the bridge and they don't walk the creek. Apparently, from what I was told, and um, by the historian who took us on the tour, he said, and I, I should have realized this last time we were there because we did the same thing. We went to the bridge. But there were so many investigators who were walking along that creek because apparently what they were saying is that there is a ton of activity that goes along the creek bed. As opposed to just the bridge. And it makes sense because there were battles that were fought all around that in Gettysburg. Yeah. And How old's the bridge? Oh, the, uh, I don't know the I don't know exactly when that bridge but, version of the bridge was built. But, was it there when the battles were going on? Yes. Yes. OK. OK. I, but I don't know if it's this current version of the bridge. I don't know how old the current bridge is. But in that location, it was there was always a bridge. Um, right. But Marsh Creek. You know, if, if you think about what we talk about with water powering paranormal activity, we've talked about this before, the motion right, the of the energy. water, the energy. Well, it causes electricity, too. You right. Know? There, would, there would be it – w- it would definitely feed it, especially, you know, you have the combination of the water. You have the tragedy if a girl did die on the bridge, but also you have the tragedy of the battle, all the residual energy that would have been there. So no wonder, I mean, it's a very active place. There's been numerous, numerous um, things that have been captured there. We've gotten, we've gotten um, anomalies and pictures. Now, one thing I do dismiss is any orbs over there because there's moisture in the air all the time. Because yeah. the, so I, I, don't, I would just dismiss any type of orb picture. But we've gotten um, some mists there and whatnot. Um, and the funny thing is it's a big fishing spot in the mornings. Which is really kind of cool. It's a good p- fishing spot. It's very quiet. It's beautiful. It's very. What picturesque. do they catch there? Uh, I, w- I trout and bass, from what I understand. Um, Ooh, I haven't fished there yet. Just go fishing. I'm thinking about it next time. But um, I so want to go. F- well, I don't care if it's there, but hey, that would be cool. Yeah. So you know, but midnight that's the, fishing. That's the with whole a, thing with a recorder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like I said, the locals will refer to it as Marsh Creek. They don't refer to it as Sax Covered Bridge. The ghost hunters who go there call it Sachs Covered Bridge. Like, you know, that's right. what I would call it, too. And, and um, So it is interesting, and there's a lot of activity there. But, again, you have to – because so many of the ghost tours finish their tour and take the people to the bridge and hand them, you know, all kinds of EMF meters and this, that, the other thing, recorders. Yeah, like, here you go. Have fun. Yeah, and, and so you get, really have to kind of wait out the people, you know. By, by about 2 in the morning, everybody's gone. 
you know, mm. o- only the hardcore nuts are still left, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, EKG. That's it. So <laughs> so we answered Dan Newton's question. Thank you again for the question, Dan. Yeah. And so then we're going to get to um, Phenomicon. Day so, two. Okay. So we pull up to the Eisenhower uh, Hotel and Convention Center, and it was packed. We go around back to park, and I look up. And there's John Zaffis and somebody else outside. I don't know who the second person was. And there's John out a back door smoking like John always does. If you've ever met John, you realize he smokes a lot. Um, <laughs> so he's out back smoking. And I was, you know, but I go in, you know, we, we, we get our tickets. We go in and we started seeing, you know, some of the celebrities. No, now I've met John Zaffis before. So I went up, said hello, got a picture with him. Um, whether he remembered me or not, I doubt it. Um you know, <laughs> yeah, I see you with the picture with John. He's yep. got a, a cool sweater on. <laughs> he, he, he wears the wackiest sweaters sometimes. Uh, I, you know, in that respect, and I'm not comparing the two, but uh, Bill Cosby used to wear some crazy ass sweaters. But John, this John, one's not crazy. It's more like paranormal crazy because it's very dark, but it's got some interesting patterns on it. Check out the picture online, Facebook. Yeah, what I love is John takes the time <laughs> and he'll sit and talk to you and he'll answer questions all day long. I mean, he's a ni- very, very nice guy. That's cool. Um, then he's I, just like you and I. Yeah, well, well, except that he's fought demons. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, had, he's had a career fighting demons. And now, you know. <laughs> Still and just as, you and I. <laughs> and as, as he jokes, he goes, you know, he goes, I spent a uh, career fighting demons. He goes, and now I'm known as a guy who just goes to people's houses and steals stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, the next guy I got to talk to was Chris Zaffis, his son. Who And, I, you know, the thing is, I felt bad because last year Chris was there and I kind of ignored him. Uh, because I was really interested in talking and meeting his dad last year. But this year I said, I'm going to make it a point to talk to Chris. And Chris was great. I sat and spoke to him for about 20 minutes. And cool. we were having a good time talking back and forth. He's, he's great. And then he looked at me and said, have you met my sister yet? I was like, no. And then his sister walked up. Amy's at, I met her. And I tell you, she is actually, she's a very pretty girl in person. I, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. TV didn't do her justice as far as what I, I, I was blown away she was stunning looking and she was very <laughs> want to see lance with amy zaffis look online yeah okay i'll stop she, doing that it's yeah funny. no she was very sweet um <laughs> yeah she's then, cute oh yeah i like her scarf know, and uh right after that i met old friend bruce tango he was there and and bruce nice. remembers us because we we've run to bruce on a lot of occasions bruce he sees us he gets a big smile and he remembers us every time he doesn't always remember our names but he remembers us yeah. you know which is kind of a cool thing but there was Joe Chin from um, Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and I met Joe Chin, and he was great. I, I, he was another one. I spent about a good 30 minutes talking to him, and he was fantastic, and he took the time. And, and actually, he was the one who put the little seed in my head about going to the next event in Lake George because I didn't realize how close that was. I had actually thought it passed, and he's going to be at that event, so that's going to be going to be cool. But he was great. Uh, I never realized how how short he was. I, you know, I see. You see people, <laughs> I was going to comment on that, but I thought it well, would you see, be you know, poor you see, taste. But you were there. He is a little guy. He's a little guy. He is. But well, you're tall too. How tall are you? I'm six foot. Okay, so you're six foot. He's probably my height. He he's got to be. I, I can't believe him being taller than me. Although it's possible. Right. He's probably about five four. Yeah, but he's hell of a nice guy. Um, you know, just a really nice guy. He took pictures with me and Jen and whatnot. The, you know, I'm just scrolling through the pictures as you're talking, so it, it, it he, makes it but a let, good experience for me. Oh, and there's Jen yeah, and he, you with Joe. He he kind of let the cat out of the bag because I said to him, I was like, what are you doing now? You know, the show's over because, you know, he's not on GHI anymore because obviously the show got canceled. He said, well, he goes, I'm still investigating with the TAPS home team. 
He said, and you'll see me on the anniversary episode of Ghost Hunters. And I was like, cool. really? He said, yeah. He And he basically, he said that there would be other uh, former cast members on the show as well. And I kind of hinted, would it be Grant? And he would not confirm nor deny. So, okay, well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, then. exactly. So... And then the next person That'd be cool though. I love Grant. Yeah, and the next person I was very excited to finally meet because I've been talking to him on Twitter back and forth was Tim Dennis from <laughs> uh from uh, you, Darkness you, Radio. You could be brothers. Yeah, I know. I know. It's kind of scary. <laughs> you know, and he the needs funny, a hat and a little more scruff and uh, There you go. You know, uh, I got to meet Tim and Tim was fantastic because beside beside the paranormal, Tim is a big wrestling guy like me. So yeah. we wound up having a big conversation about WrestleMania, which only happened like a week or two before. And God. yeah, yeah, exactly. And Jen was just kind of sitting there like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, enough about WrestleMania. We don't care. Uh, but me and Let's me and, talk about flowers. I yeah. need to talk about something else. Yeah, no, but me and Tim, <laughs> we cared. So, yes. you know. And then, I can understand that. Yeah, and then I got to talk to Dave Schrader again. I've met Dave before. Uh, there are pictures in another former gallery on our page of me and Dave before. Um Dave's a cool guy. Dave's, Dave's awesome to talk to, and he can put on a lecture. We attended two of his lectures, and he blew me away because one of them was the science of ghost hunting. And hmm. he, you know, it, it was an hour and a half lecture, but it was fantastic. He brought up certain stories. He's a great storyteller. He's entertaining. If you ever have the chance to go to a Dave Schrader lecture, the guy will make you laugh, okay? The mm -hmm. guy will be, will be very informative, he will make you laugh, but it's never going to be safe for children. So, and, you know, he, 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 will, he will spit out the occasional curse word and tell the uh, off-color story. But he is hysterical. But like I said, he's very informative. And he made a very good point. And we, in the science of ghost hunting, uh, that's actually it was the science of a haunting was the name of his lecture. Okay. And he was going over some technical stuff. And he was going over some theories and whatnot. And then he turned around, he pulled the audience, and he said, okay, he goes, everybody out in the audience, he goes, how many people started investigating after watching shows like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, Dead Famous? And a couple of people raised their hand, he turned around, he goes, you're all liars. He goes, how many people really did? And like 90% of the audience raised their hand. <laughs> and he turned around, he goes, you know, he goes, think about this. He goes, the protocols that we have in place in ghost hunting, paranormal mm -hmm. investigating. He goes, we're established by two part-time plumbers. <laughs> he goes, he goes, and I'm not knocking, he goes, I'm not knocking Jason or Grant. He goes, let's face it. He goes, they were two part-time plumbers who got a TV show. He goes, and he goes, 90% of the people out there learned how to ghost hunt due to that show. He goes, and they'll all deny it. He goes, but it's true. He said, <laughs> he said, what other field can you say, I learned how to do it by ghost hunting? He goes, think about this. He goes, it's like me making an arrest and saying, I know the law because I watch Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> exactly. I'm a cop. Right. Exactly. So he, he had a very valid point. But um, I performed surgery last night. Like I said, it was funny. He was great, you know, telling different stories, um, explaining different theories. Um, you know. I was just looking at the pictures. I'm sorry. I've been scrolling through. Um, Dave Schrader is no longer taking friends on his Facebook page. He's probably maxed out, but you can follow him there. Right. And uh, he just seems like a cool guy, you know? Yeah, no, he he is. Like, I've interacted with him on uh, Twitter before and whatnot, and he, he is a really good guy. I mean, 
I, I genuinely love his lectures. And like you said, then they did a panel. Um, actually, the panel was first, and it was a paranormal pop culture panel. And okay. on, on the panel was Dave Schrader. He was he was moderating it. Okay. It was it was our friend Brian Kano. Mm-hmm. It was Chris Mancuso from Scared. It was cool. Benny and Jim from Deep South Paranormal. It was John Zaffis from Haunted Collector. It was Tim Dennis from Darkness Radio. His co-host Maui Fox from Darkness Radio. And John Brightman, who does documentaries on the paranormal. And the last person, and I, I, I apologize, I forget her name, but she's actually on the paranormal um, pop culture uh, website. And they were talking about, you know, exactly that, the paranormal and pop culture. But then they went on to talk about certain things, industry things. Right. Um, about the television shows. And it was really interesting to see what these people had to say. Basically, they explain that these shows are scripted, but not in the way people think. The investigation portion is not scripted. What is hmm. scripted is once they turn over the investigation footage to the production company, the production company then writes a script and then makes the events that they investigated fit that script. So when you see things on an, a paranormal show, when they say it's scripted, that doesn't necessarily mean it's fake. What it means, though, is that you may not see things exactly the way they were um, oh, no. when, when, you know, when they took place. Yep. It's the magic of production. And and. Any TV show, movie, all the reality shows, and it's come out, they're, they're, some of them are extremely scripted, like you're going to say these words, and some of them are, okay, we're going to record you live, but you know what? Uh, Big Brother, there wasn't enough drama for TV. You guys are boring. So we're right. going to cut in this screaming fight from two weeks ago that we didn't air last month. And we're going to stuff it in the middle of this episode. Right. And, that's, and we're going to make it about and that's your exactly, girlfriend. Right. And that's exactly you know, what they talked about. They said, you yeah, know, they write it themselves they said, you know, out of the bits. Yeah. And they said, you know, you see you see Jason and Grant right on Ghost Hunters. They turn around and they're like, oh, what was that? But what they were saying is that may have actually been recorded four hours before the next thing they show you when they come back for the break. Yeah, but that's they're the trying to get production. A, right, they're trying to get a reaction shot. And, they and said, this is how they make TV. This is how they make movies. Right. So it's not necessarily that the shows are fake because they're not. It's just they're, that yeah, those are <laughs> those are genuine reactions, just not to what they're in after. <laughs> right. Exactly. And they were also talking about like. Like the guys from Deep South Paranormal, which I, I admit I wasn't a big fan of that show, but I actually want to go back and give it another chance, having met the guys and realizing what was I'm going on on that show. Well, the thing about it, what they were saying is that when they got hired by the network, the network was looking for a paranormal duck dynasty, so to speak. They actually right. originally, the network actually wanted to call the show <laughs> the, the uh, Ghost Beard. Yeah, Ghost Beard. That's what they wanted to call that show. God, Ghost they, Beard is a horrible, horrible idea. Exactly. And they they were told that you're going to grow beards and this, that, the other thing. And, and they were kind of told. And that's how what it's going to be about, folks. They were lucky, though, because they were able to retain their team name. Um, they were talking about some of these shows, like when you get these contracts and, and you get told, all right, we have the right to, to um, take your image, use it in any way we want. We yep. we will now own your team name. If you want to be on the show, we'll own all your marketing. 
and some teams, you know, some shows they've gone for it, and you know, some shows they haven't. They've fought back and got, you know, like like Taps retained their team name and and that sort of thing. So it's amazing yeah. what goes on behind the scenes, and I love these conventions because these people will talk to you honestly and openly about, you know, what they I do. Find, and- yeah, what that what's actually going on, and I think I find that. You know, that honesty stems from the the love of this science of paranormal. They want to be taken seriously. They want their evidence to be legitimate. And when these shows start screwing with it, with their creative production, you've got, you know, you're actually tampering with the credibility of the stars. And I think that's unfair. So... I think that, and obviously I'm just answering out of my own opinion why they do this, but I think that they want the public to know that they are legit and that the production companies are responsible for the, the drama purely for TV, but they, they truly love ghost hunting. Yeah, you absolutely. know, they truly love the science. They love the community as we do. So that's why I think they come clean when they're in the public like that. That's uh, my opinion. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it was, it was cool because, you know, I mean, Again, there was a lot. I mean, to go into it, I mean, a lecture that lasts an hour and a half, I, I'm trying to sum up in like just a few minutes, you know, to keep everybody here. Oh, listening. sure. But, you know, yeah, the, we only have the, an hour show here. Yeah. Then I got to meet, <laughs> then I got to uh, meet Mally Fox, who is also, she's the co-host on Darkness Radio with, with Dave Schrader. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful girl. And she was great. I talked to her for a while. We were talking about radio and she was talking about how it's great, how, you know, we have a forum, you know, and how we can have a show, you know, where mm-hmm. years ago this wasn't. You know, we you wouldn't be able to do it unless you had a commercial radio station, you know, right. and, and, you know, we, I was talking to her and we were just kind of kicking around like numbers. I was explaining to her how like our first show, we only had 27 people listen to the first show, <laughs> you know, and that's that's way back when I was by myself and we had 27 yeah. people. And now we're averaging over 5000 a show. And it's like how it's that's growing so cool. and growing and growing, you know, and she she thought the same thing. She goes, that's great. You know, and she was and it's organic. It's everybody just. Wanting to hang out with us and us hang out with them and talk. Right. Let's talk about what we love. Then I got to see Jason Gowan, um, who mm-hmm. was on the show Extreme Paranormal, which some people like, some people didn't know. It was only one episode they did. It was a it was a, a pilot episode, and then he w- then he was on a documentary called Bigfoot Hunters Still Searching. And Jason's also right. a, Jason's also a comedian. He does a lot of comedy stuff and. You know, he was telling me he's got a new project that's not paranormal based, but it's a comedy based thing that that that'll be hitting the airwaves soon. I forget cool. I forget what network he said he's work he's working with, but that it was good to see him. Um, then I got to meet George George R. Lopez of uh, Dead Air Paranormal Radio, who yes, George George does a lot of different shows and um, his network hosts a lot of paranormal shows. He's a good guy. He was he was kind of really cool because he's he's a Florida guy and he was. We were just talking back and forth about how much he loved being up in the Pennsylvania area in the Northeast because there's so many haunted locations and so much history. Oh, yeah. You know? Such old history. Yeah, there's so much history because they're old, old, old civilizations, not like Egypt, but still, you know, right, there's, right. there's a lot of history in the Northeast. Yeah, then, then I got S- to— Specifically New England. At the same time, I got to finally meet Bob Christopher, who I had many phone conversations with about a project that we were— supposed to do with him bob christopher is of the uh ghost detectives which is a local show here in the northeast but you can catch it online um they do they do a great paranormal show and they're in their fourth season and what i like a picture with them yes i do it's with me george and and bob all in the same picture oh Um, gotcha that's bob all right nice to meet you bob well you know i had talked (laughs) to bob like like i said many times because we were working on a project 
Uh, it's a whole long story, but Bob's what Bob does, which I love, is in the spirit of paranormal unity, he will bring guest teams on his TV show um, mm-hmm. and have them investigate side by side with those guys on their show. And, and we were going to be on the TV show with them. It's a long story short. We couldn't get the location. The owner backed out, so we didn't do it. But it was kind of cool because, you know, you know, it was great because I got to uh, reestablish contact with Bob, and we went over a couple of things. So who knows in the future. It was really cool working with him, you know, talking to him again and that sort of thing. Then, yeah, these look like a like great guys. Yeah, then I got to meet the real life Roger Perone of the Conjuring nice. fame. Nice. And the funny thing about that was we met him there, and he's just a he's a charmer, you know. He was mm-hmm. charming the pants off Jen, so to speak. You know, he's sitting there of and course. he was doing the whole flattering and the old. He's an old gentleman, you know, and that sort of thing. And really right. nice guy. But then we go out to eat that night, and we're at a restaurant. He's at the next table, and he is literally entertaining a group of about 10 people telling the story, the real life story of the conjuring at this dinner table. Wow. And of course he spits out that he feels that there's nothing, there was nothing demonic that actually took place. No, it's good for a movie. <laughs> well, you know, it, it all, it makes you question because, you know, not to question his validity, but mm-hmm. let's face it. The Warren's, and Lorraine Warren, who investigated yeah. it, did claim there was um, demonic activity. So right. you have two, you have different sets of people who were involved in the same case telling different stories. Who knows? I wasn't there, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I just to, I just know what he had said. He felt that there was That's nothing. That's what makes him famous. Right. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? Because you know? nobody knows really what happened, right. and you can't disprove it. Right. But he was, he was a charming guy. Very nice cool. guy to meet. You know... Um, and then, like I said, I got to meet, um, Benny and Jim from D South Paranormal, but I didn't, for some reason, I don't know why I didn't take a picture with those guys. I have a picture of them on the panel doing the, the show. Same thing with John Brightman. I didn't, I, I, I didn't take a picture with him either for some reason, but they were there. Um, I didn't take a picture with Chris or Brian this time because I have more pictures with Chris and Brian, you know, Kano <laughs> than, you know, from different events and whatnot. You know, plus yeah, but they're great. I yeah, love those guys. Plus, I'll be seeing them again next weekend. So nice. So yeah, that was you know that wrapped it up, and then it was called Phenomenology last year. This year it was called mm-hmm. uh, um, Last year they did the zombie, the zombie uh, prom, which was a right. every dress the zombies. They did the whole prom theme and they danced and whatnot. And this year they had the same thing. Uh, I, I didn't go to that because, frankly, at that point I wanted to get Are you back. breaking. Oh, I dropped the I dropped the uh, mixing board off the desk because I just yeah. stepped on a cable and pulled it all apart. You oops. know, oops! But nothing, none of the audio cables came out, so the audio is still going. Excellent. Um, yes, but um, <laughs> with that being said, I wanted to get back to New Jersey because we had some other stuff to do, and it was really funny because the next day we went out to um, Washington's headquarters at Morristown, New Jersey, and that was an interesting place as well. Oh, that's, that's a great place. Yeah, that's but that's not paranormal, but that was just a fun. You know, because I love history, so that was great. We wanted to get there, so it was it was a very busy weekend for us. You know, yeah, that's fantastic, though. So let's take a little break, and we'll come back with just a couple of things to wrap up. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You're listening to the Paranormal Pulse podcast. We'll be right back, and we're back with the Paranormal Pulse again. I'm Lance Phillip, and with me is Chris Bruno. That's me. All right. <laughs> so we talked about 
we did we wrap we did a recap of Phenomicon. Phenomicon. But now we will be <laughs> I will be attending another event um next weekend in Lake George, New York. Uh mm-hmm. preserving the haunt para, the Parahistory Con too. And this, this is sounds gonna, very interesting. Well there are a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of guests there who I have never met. Um oh, nice. Well, I know Brian Kano's going. Yeah, well, the normal cast of characters so least, is going to be there. That you know, the, the yeah. people I keep running into. That, uh, but what's nice is uh, Steve Deshavi and Amy Allen from the Dead Files are going to be there. I've Ooh. never met them. Um, I would love to meet them. Let's go through Lake who's George, be huh? Yep, Ben <laughs> Ben, ben Hansen from uh, Sci-Fi's Paranormal Files Factor Fake is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um. Jay Wosley, who I've met before from uh, Ghost Adventures, will be there. Um, Joe Chin, we had, we had talked about, will be there. Um, Patrick Burns and Marley Gibson will be there. Joshua cool. P. Warren will be there, and that's I want to meet him because, as far as I'm concerned, his book, one of his books on ghost hunting, is the one that I really consider the book that most people should read when they want to learn ghost hunting. So I can't wait to see him and. Um, cool. Of course, you'll have Tim Dennis and, and Dave Schrader there from Darkness Radio. Um, let's see. I know there are other guests, too, but I'm probably just missing. Well, they can look up online. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got stuff on Facebook for that, too. The Paranormal Pulse Podcast. And, and Brian Kano will be there and Christopher Mancuso and, and um, you know, uh, let's see. And what's an interesting one is you're going to have the cast from uh, Science Channel's Oddities there. Mike, Mike Zahn. Oh, cool. Yeah, and Ryan Damn Matthew. it. I yeah. want to go. <laughs> and I, I love that show. So, you know, and Aaron said. Yeah, no, Aaron, I think that's a fantastic show. I love that. Yeah, and. and How know, much is this? <laughs> it's, it's $50. It's 40 I'm sorry. It's $40 a ticket for the convention. There's three, there's three things that are going on. On Friday night, there is a VIP celebrity party. Tickets for that are forty bucks. I'm not doing that because I got other stuff to do on Friday night in, in mm-hmm. Lake George. Um, then there's the conference, vendors hall, lectures, and forums. That's on Saturday, and that's forty bucks. And then on that night, they're doing a celebrity ghost hunt of Fort William Henry. Tickets for that are seventy five bucks. I'm not doing that because I've actually already investigated there in a private group, so I'm not... Yeah, and who would yeah. you be going with? I mean, if you want to see specific people, then going on a ghost hunt with, you know, celebrities right. that aren't those people, you're wasting your time. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, they have the list. I, I, I'm, you know, again, I wasn't really paying attention to it too much because, again, I wasn't going to do it because I've already investigated there. Um, yeah. And then on Sunday, they're doing a mini film festival, which is only $10, but I have no interest in that. Again, I'll be doing some other things around the Lake George area before I come back, but that's going to be fun. You know, that'll be another fun event. And like I said, I'll get some pictures with some more of the people that I've never met before. And, you know, there's some mm-hmm. people I'm going to get their autographs because, you know, if, uh, if anybody doesn't know, I have a big autograph uh, picture collection from a lot of these Paris celebrities that I'm actually going to have a little wall of fame in my office of the people, <laughs> of the people I like, you know. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're a super fan too. Well, yeah, I know. I'm. I, you're I am, not just involved. You are a super fan yeah. as well. Well, yeah. Ain't no, nothing wrong with that. No, and, and you know, <laughs> and like some of these people that I we we talk about, I've become friends with, and I've talked right. to. Um, you know, I actually talk to and I become friends with. So it's kind of cool, you know. Um. So you'll have that. Lake George sounds like a lot of fun. I just want to put some info out there, and I want to I want to put an idea out there because we already discussed a new feature for the show. 
but I need some help naming it. So let me just tell you what we're going to do. All right. We're calling all of you guys out there. This is musical. It doesn't have to be paranormal related, but hey, that would be a bonus. Musical acts that are out there unsigned that want their 15 minutes of semi-fame an, <laughs> on or, our show. In our case, five to ten minutes. Yeah, you, you'll get your five minutes of, of whatever. Anyway, the point is, is I know there are some incredibly talented musicians out there very locally here by us and also i'm sure locally by you why not spread the wealth let us give you some exposure let us enjoy your music so what i'm asking for is we're going to ask for like you guys to email us a track and let us go over it and we'll feature you guys just give us your basic info all that but but before we can even do that we have to name the feature and that's where i'm stumped the idea is perfect i know how to execute it efficiently it'll be fun for everybody what the hell do we call it that's where i need you i need your help so please um email us at the Paranormal Pulse Podcast. Um, you can hit us up at EKG's page, East Coast Ghost. That's East Coast with a K, Ghost. Um, we'll take submissions. You know, send us some links to your music. Send us some basic info. Did you ever have some sort of experience with the paranormal that you'd like to share? Maybe we'll talk to you on the air. Whatever. I would love to see where this goes, but we got to name it first. So help us out with that, would you, please? And on that note, <laughs> and on that note we are going to go off topic for a second. And okay. I have a question for you, Chris. Okay. What is, what would you, who would you say are your two most underrated bands? Bands that mm-hmm. should have been much bigger than they are, um, but bands, get... individuals, doesn't matter either or. I'm a band person. I, you know, but okay. that's fine. Okay. You, bands I mean, are if, fine. If it's an individual, uh, that's fine too. But you know, this is incredibly difficult though. You know that, right? Not for me. With, with <laughs> all of the stuff that we know. <sighs> underrated, two underrated bands. Mm-hmm. All right. Why don't you uh, let me think about that and you tell me yours first. Will I, will I think it over? Okay. Because um, I'm really I'm bouncing around on some '80s stuff right now in mm-hmm. my head. So go well, ahead. Well, for me, it's it's to me first and foremost is Warrior Soul. They had a couple of marginal hits in the early '90s. This is a band that should have been huge. The problem is they got lumped in with the hair bands, but they were a ton heavier than that. And mm-hmm. their lyrics, even to this day, because they're still around are hugely politically and and socially charged. They weren't a, you know, I want to go to the mall and get laid type of band. No, they were singing <laughs> they were singing, you know, real heavy politically driven lyrics. Hmm. Um their music is fantastic. They're great musicians. Corey Clark, who's the lead singer, has an exceptional voice. Um it's not what it used to be, but who does have that voice, you know, as they get older, but they're still putting out Really, really, like I said, politically charged music and, you know, tearing down everything, you know, um, yeah, just just the name of like, you know, um, greetings and salutations from from the ghetto nation was a great album. Um, <laughs> uh, Drugs, God and New Republic was a great album. Um, you know, it would they, they just they were to me a fantastic band. It was just very underrated. And I saw them live and. I'll tell you, to this day, I could still listen to them, like, all day long. 
you know. <laughs> That's good, though. You have to have those loves. I just have a, such a hard time narrowing things down. So I try to really think of who, who there, there are some out there that are famous, but they're not appreciated for their true talent. So that's where I would categorize them as underrated because they're not just that one song. Right. Um, I have two, and they're both female, and they're not metal or anything, although I'm sure I can think of those two. But these two just popped out of my head as far as being underrated. First one's Joan Osborne. Okay, not a lot of people know Joan Osborne beyond What If God Was One Of Us, which was, you know, an incredibly overplayed song in, what, the 90s, early 90s? right. Um, very inspirational, also very controversial because of the way that she simply described, you know, God being one of us and, and the flaws and all that, um, where the church actually was quite upset with her and her lyrics. Um, so, you know, it was controversial, but it was kind of mellow and poppy at the same time. And it was so, so not a reflection of her incredible talent. She really is amazingly talented uh joan osborne um used to be backups for the grateful dead um and she's she's beautiful and she's so very talented uh she can sing the shit out of soul man she does a cover of son of a preacher man it is amazing i actually saw her live and honestly didn't respect the idea of her having that kind of talent i was like yeah yeah sure sure I saw her live at a local little tiny theater here. Um, I'll, I'll say it because a lot of lo- locals know it and other people should. It's great now. The Newton Theater used to be a movie theater. They converted back into a true theater and uh, they've done great things with the place. The acoustics are fantastic. And that was something Joan Osborne commented on when she played there live. That, and she literally did go without the mic in this, uh, this small concert hall with just her iPhone playing a beat and her guitarist and she sang some fantastic blues. It was just, you know, you felt it. She was great. Very underrated. So that's my first one. Um, you have another one, right? Yes. Um, to me and people are going to say, how can you say he's underrated? But he is Elvis Costello. Mm. He, you know, he is underrated. He should have been much he bigger. He should have been way bigger. Right. But it's one of those things, Do you you know, I, I've always questioned this. Would you want a career like his where every musician in the world tells you how great a songwriter he is, he's respected, and yes, he's had some hits, but he yeah. hasn't been an over-the-top sensation, whether mm-hmm. it be because of his weird look, his mannerisms, whatever it is, he didn't have that over-the-top hit. Or would you rather be a Duran Duran who kept pumping out hits but have no soul whatsoever? <laughs> But I loved her no, and when saying, I was 15. Let me tell you, there's nothing, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. There's nothing wrong yeah. with a pa- band that puts out pop, except that the substance isn't there. Yes, they're fun yeah, songs, you can sing along, but the substance... So what, what career would you rather have? It's an interesting mm-hmm. um, question, but to me, you know, Paul McCartney had said that, other than John Lennon, that Elvis Costello was the greatest songwriter he's ever um, uh, experienced. And it's really funny because they had talked for a while about possibly um, when when before uh, George Harrison had died, they had talked about actually putting together not a Beatles, but a project with Ringo, uh, George and Paul with basically Elvis Costello stepping in and doing the John Lennon part. 
Wow. And they, I guess they were working on stuff. It just never panned out. But that would have been a great uh, collaboration, you know. It would have been great for true music lovers. But I think Beatles fans who were not as deep into it as we may be and, in, you know, interpretation and all that. Right. Um, uh, may have seen it as almost like blasphemous. Yeah, almost or like... Or disrespectful, yeah, almost, so maybe that's why like, they didn't carry it out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, almost like a few years ago when uh, Queen was touring with Roger Waters singing vocals, you know? Yeah. Um, it was yeah. From oh, that's like, yes, touring without John Anderson. Right. What the hell? And, and, and you know, um, <laughs> and the same thing. What's uh, Queen's going on the road again this summer, and they, they're taking the kid from American Idol as singing the vocals. And I forget what his Although name is. Although Journey with that little guy... He's amazing. Well, that's I think he totally deserves the spot. That's because if you close your eyes, you can't tell the difference between him and Steve Perry <laughs> other than he slurs his S's. <laughs> he does. Oh, there's there's a, a flurry of bad jokes I could go from no, there. That's not, not gonna... that's, not even, that's not even meant to be a joke. It's true. No, I know. Yeah. I know. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. He's, everything he's, in life but, has humor behind it. But the funny thing is, you know, Steve Perry was out there like, oh, they can never replace me. They did. You know, Watch. that easy. They've moved All we on. need is somebody who sounds like you and has stage presence. And then the they one, don't have to look like you. And then You're the best thing pretty. they did was they re-recorded all their hits <laughs> with the new yeah. singer, and nobody can tell the difference. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, no, he really is a fantastic mm-hmm. singer, and, and just they found him on YouTube. <laughs> so anyway, my um, underrated, underrated. So I have two. I have two. One is sort of underrated. Hang on. I'm having issues with my headset here. There we go. And bazinga. Okay. Um, one of them is just a, a quick note, and then the other I'll go into my tangent because I have a lot of respect for this woman. But quick note on two, two, and they're all female singers, and that's not, that's not like, oh, I only listen to, no, it's just that's what came to my mind. There's a lot of underrated female singers. Um, so Fiona Apple she has a fantastic sultry voice from back in uh, her quick uh, year or two of fame when she was about, I don't know how she, how old she was. She was young. I think she was under 18 when she, um, when she shot her video for criminal right. and she was very well known for that song and it got overplayed just like everything else, but it was very sexy. You know, it was a great song. So, then she disappeared for a while. She actually, I believe, had a child and maybe two. I don't know. I didn't check that too hard. but And kind of dropped out of sight for a bit. Well, she's come back and her... It, it's not everybody's cup of tea, her, her different styles that she does. But if you truly love to just listen to music, no matter what genre it is, it doesn't have to be specific to a genre... She has some songs out there that are just technically stunning. Her her uh, articulation through one song called uh, what the hell is it called? Butter. I had to have to look. Um, anyway, it's it's uh, it's just her articulation throughout the song is is friggin' phenomenal. It's it's mind boggling how well she can sing the words. She plays the kettle drum. <laughs> it's just a really good song. So anyway, there. Um, and I'll find the name of it too, but. It's a shame how underrated her talent truly is. Um, and then there's another girl, Lissy, who's done a lot of covers. And she is just, she's got a, her very own strange vocal style. But she's really good, too. And you feel it. When she's singing a song, this girl named Lissy, she's this little blonde girl from, like, cornfield towns out in the uh, Midwest. She is just so very emotional in her music that you can feel it. 
and it, and that's very cool too. And then um, I know I'm like rattling out a whole bunch of them. So there's two right there that I think people should listen to. But cool. I believe, truly believe, that Grace Potter, uh, not Grace Potter and the Nocturnals, although she couldn't have done it without them, Grace Potter is truly an underrated artist out there. She is friggin' phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to a lot of her. I know she's got a few songs out there. The mainstream stuff is kind of poppy and, and repetitive. But this woman's truly talented. Back in the day when her hair was dark, she had a few more pounds on her, and she didn't have perfect teeth with veneers. She was still incredibly talented. She's beautiful the way they made her up, but incredible. Back when she was dark-haired, she did uh, a cover with with Joe Satriani, she played uh, piano, or I believe, and sang. And Joe Satriani played, and they covered Cortez the Killer, and it's fucking great. <laughs> like I can't, I can't tell you how great that song is. You just have to go and listen to it. So go YouTube it. It's awesome. It's a little longer. It's like a jam song, but what a fantastic cover it is. Uh, Grace Potter definitely underrated. She's got a song called um, Stars that you might have heard. Uh, you know, she's got her new album out, but it's those obscure covers that she does and the deep tracks off of her albums that are just so phenomenal and so emotional and, and the musicianship is spot on. So it, she's, they're all, they're definitely underrated. Um, if you've never listened to Grace Potter and the Nocturnals, there, there's my rant. I'm a big fan, even though I've never seen her live. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I've heard great things, but I'm not, you know, it's not really my bag of tea as far as musical styles go, but I have heard great things about her. And you know me, I'm, I'm very open-minded, so that's kind of cool. I don't really yeah, think, no, I don't, I, I don't I really think, recommend. you know, I've always been one of those people, I don't think there's such a thing as bad music. If you're good, you're good. No. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what genre Highly you are. Highly recommend Cortez the Killer, that, that yeah. cover. If you're not a, a you know Grace Potter fan or you've never listened to her, that is a great one to cut your teeth on because it's it's true. You know, it's a cover of this massive song. You know, this song is just great, all on its own. Dave Matthews has covered it. It's just a right. fantastic song. Okay. And their version is very good. So if you're going to listen to anything, try that one first. One more musical note, and you are not allowed to debate it or question it or even comment on it. <sighs> That's it. And then we'll break for them. We'll go back to one more paranormal thing after that to wrap okay. up. All right. I want to congratulate I... Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Freely, and Peter Chris on making the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Go kiss. There you go. Break. Why can't I comment on that? You were you allowed to them. say it. You hate them. <laughs> <laughs> and they are the greatest band ever, and there's no question. And oh I, it's not even debatable. God. Never. Don't want to hear it. That's it. Done. <laughs> yeah, that was a hiss. <laughs> Boo. All right. We'll take a real quick break. We're going to come back with one more paranormal thing. And then <laughs> that's about it, because we're going to run out of show. Yeah. All righty. Right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Paranormal Pulse podcast. I'm Chris Bruno. And Lance Phillip over there, he said he's got a game. Yeah. It's it's. it's what we're going to call a moral conundrum. Moral conundrum. Okay. So you're, you're, this is the scenario, and you have to kind of tell me what you would do. Okay. You are on a paid ghost hunt, okay? Mm -hmm. And you see that there are some people who are really excited. They're getting hits on their K2 meter, and they're interacting with the spirit. But you realize that 
there's a non-paranormal reason for it, okay? Mm-hmm. Knowing that these people who are on a paid ghost hunt, who aren't necessarily investigators, they're just there for a good time. Do you rain on their parade and explain to them why it's not paranormal, or do you just go with it and let them have their fun? Hmm. Knowing that you're a serious so investigator. So I'm, I'm on a paid hunt, and these people are just there for fun? They're, no, they're on the paid ghost hunt, too, but you know they may not be... As, they may not be investigators like you or I are, you know, they may be. Oh, no, no. If, first if we're all or... being paid to investigate, no, no, no. I'm we're, debunk- we're, we're paying to investigate. Oh, we're it's, paying yeah, this to is, investigate? This is, this is one of these celebrity ghost hunts, you know, where that makes it different. Yeah, you're in a big fa- famous location. People are, are people there, you know, who are out right. to investigate. And there are some people who are just there for a good time. Okay, here's here's the my answer to that moral conundrum. Moral conundrum um, is that I would say that if I'm paying to be there, if they are all excited over some sort of piece of evidence that they think they got and I can debunk it, it would depend on how serious they were about it. (laughs) If they were being jerky about it and being like, look at what we found. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Our team found it. You know what? This is not. Yeah, that's bullshit. I'd call bullshit. But if they were just you know, there to have a good time. And they were like, oh, my God, I think it was a ghost. Right. I mean, would you... <laughs> then, then I would let it go because, oh, how cute. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. And I thought about it myself. I don't know what I would do because, you know, I, I, I hate when, you know, when you know it's something that's not paranormal. You know, when you see that orb in the you picture. Show yeah, them, you want to show You see that orb in the picture that you just either know is dirt or you know, dirt on the lens or dust or a bug right. or whatever moisture. And you're you like, kind of want to educate them. Right. But at the same time, but the same time, if they're just there for fun and it's a celebrity deal, right? they're, they're pay- not really serious about the hunt. Yeah. So exactly. So, you know, I'm kind of torn what I would do. I, I you know, I guess I wouldn't want to ruin anybody's buzz. You no, know. but again, my my thing was is it depends on how much of an asshole they're being. If right. they're assholes, I'm telling them. <laughs> if they're not, eh, let them have fun. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> All right, that's our little uh, paranormal break, and I think we are just about out of time for this week. Moral conundrum. Oh, that was a fun feature. We should do that again. Yeah, absolutely. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Okay, so so conundrum. So people don't forget musicians tell your friends even if they've never listened to the Paranormal Pulse podcast before and they think that it'd be cool to have a little exposure on a podcast that gets 5000 hits each show. By all means, let's work together. We'd love to have you on the show, but we also need a name for the feature. So something short, something snappy, something not so crappy, okay? Like that poem, that was bad. Come up with a good name. <laughs> <laughs> come up with a good name and whoever has the the name that we like the best you get to be featured first you know you'll spe- be our very first you'll be our first speaking <laughs> speaking of music and crappy poems Gib- <laughs> gibby haynes from the butthole surfers who i love the butthole surfers he had a little poem that once went like this which is there's a time to shit there's a time for god the last shit i took looked pretty fucking odd yeah crappy <laughs> poem crappy poem <laughs> dun 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 all right, folks. You have a good time. We'll see you next show. Thanks for they tuning in. Had a good time. Yeah, but they can continue the good time without us. You know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time without them. True. Just not necessarily. All right, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see you in two weeks. You got it, folks. Have a good night. Later. Find the Paranormal Pulse podcast on Facebook. 
at the Paranormal Pulse Podcast. Listen to the Paranormal Pulse Podcast on Roku, Stitcher, Facebook, Blueberry, iTunes, Podbean. It's that simple.